So, hey guys, this is Dean with the Two Party Podcast. I'm on here now with Matt. Is it Rouse? Yep. Wow, I got one name right today. One name nice. right. So, Matt Rouse. And uh, what, what he does is, is digital marketing and stuff. And I'm going to give him the floor to kind of kind of tell you guys what he does, tell him a little bit about himself, uh, where he comes from, and some of the things he's, he's had experience in. Uh, so go ahead, Matt, hit it. Sure. So I run a digital marketing agency called Hook SEO, and SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization, which is a fancy term for we try to get when someone searches for a product or a service, we want our customers listing to come up on Google and other search engines before their competitors. Yeah. So, before before page 10, we want them on page one, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, the joke in the industry is that they hide the bodies, the dead bodies on page two. Right. Goes there. Yeah. Right? Nobody, nobody clicks past one anymore. Right. But we are a full digital marketing agency. So we also do advertising. We do advertising on platforms like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, you know, you name it. Um, we do things like digital billboard. We do print, we do websites, we do redesign, we do programming. So we have a pretty, pretty full suite of services for businesses. And we also work with nonprofits. Um, a good example, actually, of a nonprofit that we just did an event with is called Answer to Cancer. Okay. And it is a patient education event for people who were recently or just diagnosed with cancer. And it gives them the information that they need about their specific type of cancer and also how to get things like um, how to work with an oncologist, how to get treatment, how to work with your insurance company, all those types of information, kind of things that you need to know, yeah. you know, yeah. when you get diagnosed with something like that. Cause I know it's mental health awareness month, but it's also yep. breast cancer awareness month. Yep. Yep. And breast cancer is actually the most common type of yes. cancer in the United States. My, my um, grandmother and one of my really good friends had, has gone through breast cancer. So I'm well aware. Uh, it's very impactful. It, it's, it's crazy that you hear more about it nowadays. Yeah, we have a, a friend of mine that's in one of my business networking groups uh, has actually started her last uh, her second last chemo treatment today. There so, you go. Yeah. yeah, it's very near and dear caused our, you know, to our hearts here. And, and mm -hmm. man, it's it's so good to be able to kind of use your powers for good, you know, like yeah. yes, I'm going to get out sure. there and promote this event. And, you know, they had, they had targets. They know how many people roughly get diagnosed. And this was mm -hmm. uh, an Oregon based event. And, you know, they had a goal of how many of those people we could try to find and let them know that this is, is available because it's free. Um, yeah. And we're able to, to beat that target by 40%, which That's is awesome. sad that there's that many people that have cancer, but yeah. it's also good because we're able to help more people. Right. Well, it's good that you're able to spread the word, get 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 the voice out there, and offer the resources. Yep, absolutely. And uh, if anybody listening does have cancer or knows someone who was recently diagnosed or has a caregiver friend, you know those people they can go to answer to cancer. It's the number two, so it's answer to cancer dot com, and there is an online portal there that's set up just like going to a conference, and you can just watch videos. Uh, on demand. You can go through and watch them. There's ones of doctors, oncologists, caregivers. There's all kinds of good stuff in there. And I know we're not here to talk about that, but um, the the biggest thing I think is that marketing kind of gets a bad name, right? Yeah. You get, uh, you get the people that, that hound you and call you and, the, uh, you right. know, I, I own several businesses. So I know like my, I have the, my business cell phone will just blow up during the day. And it's usually, as soon as I answered it, somebody saying, you know, Hey, we'd like to improve your website. Or we looked at your website on Google and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, 
okay, thank you. Please don't call again. Please don't call right. again. And, and that's typically how we think of marketing or think of advertisers. Right. And the no call database is a joke, right? Yeah. calls it and they just spoof other people's phone numbers anyway. So it yeah. doesn't make any difference. And I mean, that's not really marketing, right? That's right. basically begging for work. I and look at marketing like a relationship. So I, I want, if somebody's going to call me and want my business, I want it to be a relationship, not just a phone call. Right. And one thing that's vital, if you are marketing, you know, and this is for your business or it could be for your nonprofit, or maybe you're doing something like you're having a bake sale for your, you know, community event, or, I mean, I guess there's probably not very many bake sales in the COVID era, but mm -hmm. you know, um, if you do have to promote something, the idea is that you want to connect with people and cause people are dying mm -hmm. for connection right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Talking about mental health. Yeah, for sure. The, the isolation, crazy. Yep. yeah, the isolation that people feel um, is exasperated by you know the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. And and a, and a lot of people if they have an underlying medical condition, so they have to stay indoors. Or you know, if if you do have quarantines where you are, it depends where in the in the country you are, right? Um, I mean, there there can be some pretty 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 severe isolation issues, mm -hmm. and also. Um, social media kind of combined with election time here in the yeah, United States yeah. and, and just the media really, in general. Yeah. yeah has, has made a lot of kind of online bullying, a lot, a lot of online negativity. Yeah. Um, man, I mean, if, if you look at social media, you have to have a pretty thick skin to be mm -hmm. on social media these days. Yes, you right? do. Like the first thing I saw on social media this morning was some guy attacking me on Twitter because I said I thought that the PlayStation 4 took too long to update. You know? <laughs> like, it does take too long to update. It's a right. terrible user experience, right? Yeah. When I can flip on my Nintendo Switch and it's ready to go. Ready to go. But I got to wait 45 minutes to, for my PlayStation. And he's like, well, I guess if you hate video games, blah, 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 right? Right. You know? yeah, screw I think guy, people right? nowadays are kind of, you know, unfortunately, we're in a society that, that people are looking for, re instead of looking for a reason to engage in conversation and, and engage in, in building productive conversation, People are uh, willing to just be engaged in arguing. Just find any reason to argue or, right. or, or be in opposition, I guess. Uh, and it doesn't make much sense. So the other thing is that social media platforms, and, and you may have seen like that Netflix documentary, The Social mm -hmm. Dilemma that came out recently. Yep. It doesn't quite hit on this point very well. But the point is that they are engineered to try to keep your attention Mm -hmm. But the way that they're engineered to keep your attention a lot of times is by getting people to argue. Yes. It is, is an emotional response. Yeah. Right. And what it is, is there's, there's actually a, a chemical response in your brain, right? Where you get a dopamine hit when you give someone your opinion or you mm -hmm. correct someone, yeah. they get a serotonin hit when they think they're being attacked. Yeah. And they just go back and forth. Serotonin, yeah. dopamine, serotonin, just, just dopamine. Whoever can get that peak. Right. And I mean, it's really not a healthy place to live your no, life. And not at all. Coming from someone who is on social media all day on mm -hmm. tons of platforms. Well, yeah, right? with marketing, that's all you do. Right. I mean, all day. I'm monitoring literally, you know, all, the, all, the, all accounts, your clients. Right? Yeah. But I use it like a tool, right? Uh, I mean, I do. I, I post some stuff. You know, I post a picture of my kid or something, mm -hmm. right? Or I'll you know post a joke or something like that. But I stay out of politics on yep. the social media. 
uh, unless it's in like private messages and stuff. I think yeah, which is fine, and, right? And that's the same with me. I post music on my personal page. If you look at my personal Facebook page, you will find nothing but music. Some of my some of my friends have probably unfriended me half half the because they're just like all I do is post music on my personal page. Right. Uh, I have private groups I can go to for politics or discussion that I want. If I want to have a discussion as an adult with somebody, we can talk about it in a private group, and that's right. how I do it. Or you can, you know, message back and forth with people. Yeah, or phone call, you know, the old school way. Just call them. Yeah. What you don't want to do is start private messaging someone you don't know. Right. About those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know what, that brings up a good point. And this is another thing that a lot of people don't understand, especially in the, the business kind of business networking and business world. Uh, and we refer to it as dark social. Mm -hmm. Dark social is the conversations that are happening that you can't see. Right. Because they're private. So they yeah. could be in a private group. They mm -hmm. could be in, you would even consider dark social if you were calling or texting or right. sending messenger or WhatsApp or something back and forth to each other yeah. talking about, you know, how cheapo air screwed you on your ticket and they won't give you a refund, which literally is happening to me, by the way. So <laughs> take that cheapo air. But anyway, um, yeah, dark socials when these conversations go back and forth right? And about your business and, you know, um, like uh, I don't think it was Seth Godin, but I actually heard it on his podcast and, and he had quoted someone else, but they said that your brand as a company, your brand is what people say to each other about you when you're not listening, right? right. What do they say about you behind your back? That's yeah. your brand. You're right. So if they yeah. say, man, I listened to the two party podcast and you know, they're really kicking it lately. There's all this great stuff I've been listening yep. to. They had a lot of business stuff on there. It's really helped me out. That's your brand. Yeah. Right? Your and if, brand and if you have a different label, maybe a negative or, or some other stigma label, label, that's your brand. You know, right. if people think in a negative way in, in light of, of who you are or what your brand is, then yeah, you're correct. I mean, that's your, that's who you become to the public. Absolutely. And Everybody thinks brand is like your name and, and your logo and your mission statement kind of thing, right? But it generally but it's is not. who you are. Yeah. It's how you make people feel. That's yeah. your brand. Very you know, cool. there, there's an interesting, interesting um, thing that I heard the other day also is when you talk about brands, if you go stay at a hotel, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, everybody knows what a hotel looks like, right? They, they're all reasonably similar, right? Yeah. But if you imagine... Like if Nike made a hotel, you could kind of imagine in your head what a Nike hotel would look like. Mm -hmm. You know, you have some idea of, of, of and, and you would be able to tell that it's a Nike hotel. Right. But if like, I don't know, like a company like, like Ford made a hotel, besides maybe that they stick some car pictures up in it, you'd be like, right. I don't know, it looks like every other hotel. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So kind of the strength of the brand uh, is, is around how it makes people feel and how, how they understand that brand and how they can imagine, you know, something that your brand does. For sure. Um, but I don't want to talk about branding the whole time because there's something else going on in the marketing world that I think is a little more important right now, yeah. especially kind of during COVID time and it's email marketing. A lot of yeah. people thought email marketing was dead, you know, from all the spam and all that kind of stuff, yeah. but it took a huge boom starting in April of this year. Okay. And um, for small businesses who are the ones who are really in trouble right now, yep. it is like the lifesaver of small businesses. Yeah. So especially for like bars, restaurants, um, you know, kind of 
service, hospitality service-based businesses, their email open rates went up like 400%. Wow, that's because insane. No one was opening the email to see, you know, what Joe's Burger Palace down the street had to say. Mm-hmm. But when COVID happened, they get an email from them and they open it because they want to see, well, can I get curbside pickup? Can I get delivery? Right. Um, what are, do you they have? Clo- are they closing or going bankrupt? Yeah. Right. And man, it's really been a boom for a lot of companies. And, you know, just about every business needs to have a mailing list right now. Because the other factor is if you are, we like to call it renting your space on someone else's land, Yeah. right? Yeah. If you're planting your flag on say Instagram and you have 10,000 Instagram followers and this actually happened to someone I know and your account gets disabled, they don't tell you why. No. And if you try to appeal it and they just say no, that's it. Yeah. You don't have those followers anymore. But if you have people on your email list even if your email provider says, hey, we're not going to let you use this anymore, which almost never happens unless right. you're a spammer, yeah. then you just go to another email provider, right? Because yeah. you have all the emails. You, you, know, you own that audience. Yeah. And owning your audience means you now have the opportunity to have a conversation with those people, let them know what's going on. You can build a relationship with them. You can do all those great things. And you don't want to be stuck in that, you know, place where your YouTube channel gets deleted and all your followers right. are gone or your Facebook account gets disabled for something. Or, you know, I saw a lady the other day, she had watched a movie. Um, man, I can't remember the name of the movie off the top of my head, it, but in the movie, it had the bad guy in the movie was a Kung Fu Hitler. <laughs> so she had said that in a post and because she mentioned Hitler, that's it. Facebook's automatic algorithm blocked Take her account. Yep. Flag because it. her account got blocked. That's she's the only person who's an administrator for her business advertising account. Yep. So then her ads got shut off and now yep. her business is dying. So I, all because she I, doesn't had have a similar, I had a very similar experience about probably two to three weeks ago. So we did a, a real quick uh, Facebook uh, marketing uh, post. We did one on Instagram. We did one on, on Facebook. Uh, very short, nothing big, just, just reaching, reaching a certain audience for one of our, our guests that was on the show. We, we advertised in his area. So we did this, this marketing campaign through Facebook, and I, in a private group that I admin, uh, I made a post, and the fact checkers hit the post, and the next thing you know, my account was, was uh, locked down for, at first it was seven days. Right. So I wake up the next morning, I go to go to log in and check on the results of my advertising campaign. And I find that I can't even use my personal page. And then I go to the, the two party podcast page, I can't interact with that page. Then I go to my Instagram, I can't interact with that page, because it's all linked in the advertising. It's all linked. And so then I'm like, well, well, this is crazy. There's got to be a way to contact it. We got to work this out and figure out what's going on. So in the midst of it, as you know, you can't reach anybody. There's no human that's going to answer a phone and, and talk you through this. And so I, I ended up, after doing a lot of research, I ended up finding that with Facebook, you can, you can go to the screen that, that's messed up and you shake your phone and it gives you the option to reach support. Through that, I was able to somehow, and I don't know how, even to this day, I have no clue how I did it. Uh, I was able to get to a point where I was able to send an actual message. And so I sent them a message and described what was going on. And I, and I literally, at the same time I did this, I went to my payment method and I deleted my payment method, my, which at the time was PayPal. 
So I deleted it. I said, I said, okay, well, if they want to get paid for my advertisement, I need access to the advertising. Otherwise, they're providing a service for me that I don't, they're, they're charging me for a service that I did not get to use. Right. And that's what I wrote to them. Uh, within probably 10 minutes, all of my accounts were wide open again. And then I get a message that, um, you know, starts giving me reports on this advertisement. Uh, of how it's doing all the insights and stuff. So I'm like, wow, that, that was the most effective thing I've ever done. Um, and, and so quickly with Facebook. And, and so now we're going through uh, the, the ad campaign kept running, but for the period of 24 hours that it didn't run, I am in dispute with them. And I'm disputing the fact that they should not charge me for that 24 hour period, but I still cannot reach anybody. So therefore I have no way to dispute it. So all I get is a dummy blanket message every time that just says, if you'd like to, you know, at this time we're just emailing or at this time we message. So we don't, there's nobody to call because we don't have anyone in place. And that's the dummy message I keep getting. So the last right. message I sent them was, if you would like to be paid for the advertising time and for me to make a pay, put a payment method back on for you to be paid, please call my number. So I did this about a dozen times and I'm still waiting for responses. Each time I get a blanket response, blanket response, blanket response. So at this time, um, I've left it at that. Yeah. And, and, and I haven't heard anything automated, back. So. However, what, what sucks is that obviously if I want to do an advertising campaign, I have to add my payment method. I then have to pay them for the, even the 24 hours I did not get to interact with my advertising and my audience. And so unfortunately, it, it, it's got my head in this whole thing of like, you know, class action suit, you know, is there more people that are, have had this happen to them is, you know, what do you do? Because these big tech companies, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, which is why I like your organic and going back to like an email system where you have access to these things. Right. You have so more control over it. On Facebook, what happens is if you want to actually talk to a real person, you have to have spent a certain amount of money. Right. And they don't tell us what that amount of money is. Yep. Um, after we spent about, I think we were probably in the neighborhood of about 5,000 a month in ad spend for clients. Mm -hmm. We got access to what's called VIP support. Right. VIP support, the link doesn't appear unless you have it. Mm -hmm. So you go, to, you go to like the help page on Facebook, you and I get the same page, but yeah. mine has an extra link that yours doesn't. Right. And you I can click through that. You have to spend money to get that. <laughs> right. And I can talk to a person. Right. And, you know, then you can kind of get stuff fixed from there most of the time, you know, let's say most of the time, but there is stuff in Facebook still that is, I mean, it's completely unfair. Right. Um, they you need know, to, so they I, they I need to, to make guy. it where if, if your personal page gets blocked and you are an admin or you have business pages, they need to make it where, where if your personal page is what got blocked, you still have access to your business pages. Yeah. What you need to do is you need to have more than one admin. Correct. Yeah. Because that way, if you get blocked, the other admin can still go in. I try, and the funny thing is I do have that on, on the page. And at this time, uh, I switched over to that account and they blocked that one. So at this right. time, well, they, they literally hit both accounts. It pretty much needs to be somebody else's account who's on a different IP address and a different Yeah, entirely. Everything. Yeah, because yeah. their algorithm picks it all up. Yeah. Right. I mean, what they're trying to do is stop abuse. Right. Unfortunately, they really don't care how mm -hmm. many people get caught up in the net. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and the reason for it is, that, yeah, well, I mean, the reason for it is that they, to them, the amount of money that even our entire agency spends is not an amount of money. Right. It's, it's not even a rounding error. It's mm -hmm. not even a rounding error of a rounding error. Yeah. So I talked to a guy who had, they had a $4 million a month ad spend on Facebook and their ad account got blocked. 
Wow. And the system had thought that they were saying something generally around, um, like they, they got a weight loss product mm -hmm. time and Facebook really doesn't like it if you call people out for something like right. body image, right? Yeah. So you can't say stuff in your ads like, you know, wouldn't it be nice to lose weight and look healthy? That's completely against Facebook. Yeah, you have to term service, it right? a better way. Yep. Right. So anyways, they got blocked for something around this, this area. Um, and they talked to the people uh, at VIP support who then sent it for appeal. It got declined. And then that was it. They're just like, I'm sorry, it's declined. There's nothing yeah. else we can do for you. They were spending $4 million a month. Yeah. And that's not enough to so, even be worthy. Right. Right. When my agency is spending, you know, 50 grand a month for our clients, right. they're not going to give shit. Right. That's <laughs> right? like, oh, well, Cause, yeah. Because the $4 million a month guy, they don't care about. They definitely don't care about my 50 grand. They're yeah. definitely not going to care about a small business's 500 no, bucks. No, not at all. Right. Yeah, not at all. Um, and, and that's unfortunate because what they should do is they should care about every customer because, right. you know, imagine how much good they could do. And I mean, it comes back to, here's another story about Facebook. I don't know if this is true. I assume it's true because the guy used to work at Facebook. Right. But if you go to the, to the thing where you can like click a button and you want to suggest an improvement or a feature yep. for Facebook, yep. he said that it's just automatically deleted. No one reads it. <laughs> it's just there for people to think they, they have think a, a voice. You have a feedback and a yeah, voice. That's but it actually just, yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. It's just, just I, I can totally see that because, you know, at the end of the day, the way I view Facebook now, I, I'm, I'm just picturing Mark Zuckerberg and his wife just sitting back watching some Netflix series in their living room while some machine in the background is just doing what it does. And that's yeah. how I picture it because technically, I mean, it's kind of what it is. It's, it's literally just a machine that makes him money uh, right. so, that they can, so that they can enjoy this lavish life that they tell us one day we'll have. He's sitting on his couch reading books about how to become human. Right. Well, there you go. Right. Exactly. The, the irony in it is exactly that. Um, and, and kind of funny. His wife's wiping her tears with thousand dollar bills. Right. And just tossing them, just Aww. tossing them, you know, and it's, and it's like, you know, it, it just, it, it bothers me that, you know, for, for me, uh, trying to, to build a platform and, and reach as many people as I can reach and utilizing, you know, the thing about it, and you know that, I mean, obviously you have way more marketing experience than I would ever have, but but at the end of the day, you know, between, you, if you compare Google and Facebook, Facebook just has better reach and, and their setup is a little better. You can really reach better because most everybody in the world's on Facebook. And if they're not, it's just because they don't have a cell phone or they're in a region or an area where they don't. But it's like to compare the two, Google really, even though everybody goes there to search, really to personally reach people, Facebook's a little better platform for that advertising. And so, so it, yeah, it's Facebook weird. is to put... Facebook is to put stuff in front of people yep. and Google is for people to look for things. Right. So it's two different sides. Of yeah, the coin, exactly. Right? Yeah. It really is going to depend on your product or service. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you a good example. We have a client um, in a state or they're not in Oregon because Oregon doesn't have bail, but they bail people out of jail. Right? right. You can't go on Facebook and be like, Hey guys, do you know somebody who's in jail? Right. right. Send them our link. Right. Cause nobody wants to put that out there. Right. Unless yeah. they're like trying to pretend they're tough or something. Right. Yeah. You know, nobody goes on Facebook and says, Hey, do you guys have any recommendations for a bail company? Cause my son's back in jail again, you know? Right. But they go on Google and they go how to bail someone out of jail in such and such County or something. Yeah. In that case, Google will always win that battle over Facebook. Right. Yeah. But if you're sense. on Facebook and you have a product you know, say like we have a, a, a client that makes uh, handmade chocolate bars. Mm -hmm. you know, 
people might go search for chocolate bars on Google, but they're not going to search for like, how can I get mint covered coffee bean white chocolate bar? You right. know, like they haven't thought of that idea yeah. yet, but we could show that to people who are interested in like maybe a combination of they like chocolate and they also like food network. So we, we know they like better food than, yeah. you know, kind of your average meal and we know they like chocolate. So we want to show fancy Showcase chocolate bars style. to those people. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of plant the seed. Yep. Right. And then there's a bunch of other stuff that you can do, which I don't want to get into the morality of privacy and how it's used right. for marketing, but like as data goes, Google has the most data on everyone. By far. Yeah, like it's for not sure. even close. Yeah. And for then sure. it's Facebook. Okay? Yeah. So I Facebook's believe it's yeah. like second. Yep. But um, as a marketer or a business owner, you don't have access to that data. You can tell it kind of the criteria that you want. Right. Facebook uses the data to find the people. Yeah. Um, there is some other ins and outs of that that, you know, we could get into in detail if you wanted to, but um, a good example of that, you know, is just like I was saying, it's just like the chocolate bar thing, right? But you can only get down to a certain, you know, an audience size of about a thousand is about as right. small as you're ever going to get. Um, but there's other technologies out there that are even more invasive that nobody even really knows about, which is like, like geofencing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, geofencing right now is down to about maybe a couple yards is, is the size right. of an area you could pinpoint. Um, but as the next generation phones and, and uh, you know, kind of your, your 5.0 phone service starts to come out, it's going to be down to inches the size of how accurate, right. the, um, how accurate the GPS system is. Yeah. So you'll be able to, if somebody is looking at their phone, and let's say they're at like Home Depot or Lowe's or something, and they're walking through like the the plumbing aisle. Right. Google knows that you're Just a homeowner. It knows that you're that. in the hardware store and it knows that you searched on YouTube for how to fix a toilet. So it'll show you an ad for parts for toilets. Wow. Because it knows you're in the store and it knows where you are, that you're in the aisle for that thing. So that and, company could run a, an advertisement to you. And how crazy is it too, when we hear about um, like just me and my wife watching a movie or something, we have a conversation and then you look at your phone about 20 minutes later and all of a sudden, whatever we were talking about shows up on it. That's another one. Everybody's always like, they're listening, they're listening. And it's like, well, yeah, they're, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, you know what, it's in, in a way they are, you know, so there is, there is, and there isn't. And the, the, the weird part about the listening thing is that, People are, there is companies listening to you on your phone and your smart devices. For sure, there is. Yep. 100% there is. Yep. But most people think that it's their smart device, like their, their Alexa home or, or, you know, something like that. Yeah. But most likely, it's either your phone and you've left a social network open like Facebook or something like that. Yeah. That the app will record the microphone and, and basically it makes notes off the text about what's been talked about. Right right? Or free apps on your phone, which are the worst. Right. So if you get that free Sudoku game or something, right, on your phone. Yeah. You uh, don't the know way who has that the, the back end of it. Right. The way you're paying for it is it's collecting all your data. Wow. Right? How scary. And that data then is sold to companies. Yep. Right. And Facebook used to buy third-party data. Um, I don't know if they do or not now. They say that they don't. I doubt they it. They probably just sell it now. 
(laughs) You know, I don't think they do because I think they want to keep it for themselves. Yeah, I think so too. Um, But there's, I mean, there's these systems like it probably goes to what's called a data aggregator. A data data aggregator is a company that just collects everybody's data and then maybe Facebook owns them or Google owns them. So they're not buying third party data because they already own it. You know, like there's all these loopholes around this Mm -hmm. stuff. But I mean, the fact of the matter is it is super invasive. Yes. However, on the other side of the coin, I mean, if you're a business owner um, or you're trying to do marketing or something, I mean, you can target like a laser to who you want to get your product or service out to. And, you know, a lot of people want the targeting. Yeah. Right. Cause they, they want to see ads that are relevant to them. Yeah. So there's a fine line there. Right. And I think what's happened is companies like Facebook and Google and all these, you know, data aggregators and stuff, they've, they've overstepped the bounds mm-hmm. by a lot. Yeah. And now However, it's like, we do how do we still get back? Want, yeah. Right. We do still want the service. Yep. We want it to know enough about us that it's not sending us completely irrelevant garbage. Correct. But we also don't want it to know things that maybe we don't want other people to know about us, right? Yep. Um, so you can look at like the, there was a lady in France who was using a dating, dating website, right? And she was trying to discover what data they collect about her. Mm-hmm. And it took her about six months of back and forth fighting with them. Finally, they gave up and they just sent it to her. And they sent her 800 printed pages of data. Wow. That's what they knew about her. That's they knew crazy. things about when she was most likely to feel lonely, um, right. when she felt like, you know, maybe she needs to start looking for a mate and stuff like that. And I'm yeah. putting this in nice terms. You know, this is it, data it's, that's collected. It's crazy. Yeah. Data. And it's crazy to think that just, you know, and, and that Netflix series that you mentioned, I mean, it's kind of, kind of uh, touches on it. There's so many emotional interactions you do with your phone uh, even just as a device, uh, you know, certain times a day, maybe again, yeah, you're depressed or whatever, but there's certain times that you reach for your phone. There's certain times that you do certain behaviors or certain searches. And, and again, that's like that lady. I mean, that's where they would get all that information is like your emotional responses to certain things. They can literally tap into just through a device you use. Right. And, and then the AI of course, forms the image of, of this is who this person is. This is how they act. And they're reading all the messages. And, right. Just, just um, amazing. Amazing that our, I mean, it's amazing that our technology is there. It's also scary that, that somebody we don't know somewhere has access to it. You know, you need to really think there's a couple of ways to think about stuff when it comes to privacy and applications and things like that. And the number one thing you want to think about is follow the money. Right. Who makes money when I use this thing for free? Yeah. And how do they make money? Right. And then number two is, what is this system or application or app, whatever you want to call it, what is it actually designed to do? Right. right? So a dating app, everybody thinks a dating app is going to find them someone that they can spend the rest of their life with. Mm -hmm. But a dating app is actually designed to give men who are the ones who usually pay for them to give men the most dates that seem like they're going to end up going long-term, but don't. Right. That's what it's designed to do. Yeah, It's not designed to find you your next soulmate. It's designed to make you keep trying to find your next soulmate. Because that's what keeps, that's what makes them money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Facebook is designed to keep you on the app for as long as possible and to scroll as far as possible so you can see as many ads as possible. That's what it's designed Mm -hmm. to do. 
Yeah. So it can reach as many people as possible. So you, um, you have a podcast show. I do. Uh, tell me a little bit about your show. Digital Marketing Masters. Okay. Uh, we've been running for a couple of years. We do episodes twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. We have some kind of business uh, or personal slash productivity, but still business related information that every episode absolutely will have tactical information you can use immediately. Excellent. So every show you listen to, you will walk away knowing something that you can do to grow your business. Awesome. Awesome. And as a business owner, we all need that. Um, and then I was looking there, there's uh, inbox mastery email marketing course you do. Tell us a yes. little bit about that. We have an uh, inbox mastery, which is an email marketing course uh, designed for businesses, specifically for small businesses. Um, it's 25 years or so I've been doing email marketing at this point. Yeah. Uh, probably a little under maybe like 22, 23 years. I have helped companies make tens and maybe hundreds of millions of dollars sending tens of millions of emails and always opt in emails. And we're trying to fix the problems that companies have with email. Mm -hmm. And because everybody's mailbox is full of garbage. Right. Absolutely. You just look at anybody's mailbox. It's yeah. full of spam. My, my spam box is, is so full from just decades and I have several emails, but, but just the spam box gets more messages than I do. Right. You know? And it's in, and luckily it's there to collect those because I don't want them. <laughs> so what I want to do is help businesses send better emails that people actually want to receive. Right. And here is, here's the measuring stick. If you send an email to your list from your business, and no one replies to it, then your emails are too boring. Right. That's it. Yeah. Someone should reply every time that you send out an email to your list. Right. Like I just sent out one on Wednesday. Every Wednesday I send to my, my company list, my hook SEO list. And you could go hop on that list. It's hookseo.com and there's a button right at the top. Okay. And I tell a story with an actionable marketing tip every week on that. And my last one was uh, actually a, a story about email marketing, funny enough, right. um, that was a battle of me in an arena fighting against the evil witch Rona as the coronavirus to right. fight back with email marketing to win the day. And <laughs> I got five or six emails back, uh, people telling me how much they love the story and that kind of stuff, right? Well, this yeah. is how you connect with people, right? Having conversations. Yep. Let me tell you something. When's the last time you got an email from a company and it was sent from do not reply at company.com? Right, right. And what it, is that? What message are they sending you? Yeah, right. Not the, and the ones that are like the mail, what is it? Mailer Damer or something like that. Yeah, like, Mailer Damon. Yeah, yeah and I'm going, I'm going, well, you just sent me an email and I'm not allowed to interact with it. Yeah, and you, you know? can't reply. If you reply, um, it doesn't go to them. That's very not personal. That's very, uh, for me, I'm not going to respond and I probably won't right. want to do business with somebody who doesn't want to talk back to me or have yeah, me just talk says they back don't care. Right? Yeah, ex well, that's the message. Exactly. And I mean, a lot of companies will be like, well, I don't have time to answer emails all day. Well, maybe you don't have time to have good customers. Right. right? Maybe you're in the wrong like, business. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're in the wrong business, especially if you're a local business, right? Yeah. I mean, usually how many people are really going to respond right. right to your local business? Like two? Like yeah. You don't have time to talk to two of your customers. Right. You know, I and have between, between my construction business, doing the podcast and I have three other emails with uh, three other businesses. 
Um, I, I spend, my wife kind of looks at me like crooked because like, I spend so much time on my, and she's like, you're, you're spending too much time on your phone. And I'm like, but I'm not on Facebook and I'm not on Instagram. Okay. I'm literally, and I'll show her, like, I'm literally going through emails and some of them, you know, one or two of my company emails, there could be a hundred a day. And I respond to each one. I, I, I open each one. I respond to each one. They get a personal message back from me. Um, and that's just kind of how I do it. It has to be, you know, uh, answering those emails and stuff. You and, and and on social media, you can use like an inbox or something. Yeah. Or do it through Messenger, an app mm -hmm. on your phone or something. Um, you know, maybe you have a website, you have Intercom or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, having conversations with customers is how you build that bridge. It's how you build trust. That's how you build long-term customers. That's how you turn those customers into advocates who will go out, tell other people about your business, which gives you referrals. When someone is referred to your business, they close deals faster, they spend more money with your company, they stay there longer, um, you know, so it's a cycle that can really build on itself. That's awesome. Tell, tell us a little bit more about, tell our audience a little bit more about where they can, uh, first off, find this email uh, marketing course, uh, your website, any information uh, about you that you want to share with the audience so that they can get in touch with you. Sure. You can get everything at hookseo.com. It's H-O-O-K-S-E-O.com. Or you can go to my website, which is matthewrouse.com. It's Matthew with two T's. Um, so it's matthewrouse.com. Uh, you can also get a free copy of my latest book there. Uh, it's called Flattening the Hamster Wheel. It's how to stop grinding and start making an impact in your business. And I mean, those are definitely the best ways to get a hold of me. Or you can listen to Digital Marketing Masters anywhere you get awesome podcasts like the Two Party Podcast. For sure. And I encourage everybody to go listen to, to that podcast uh, for, the business, uh, for the business marketing tips and resources. I know I'll be checking it out more often and stopping in to visit and listen with you. Um, I appreciate you coming on the show. Matt, and um, I'm, what I'd like to do, we, ha we have short, you know, we do these first short spots for our audience, and we do these particularly just so the audience can get to know people uh, and our guests. And so in the future, what I'd like to do is send you a, um, a, a little longer slot, maybe a 45 or a 60 minute slot, where I can literally go ahead and get you back and we can discuss deeper, um, some, maybe some of the resources and some of the things you talk about on your show to give the audience um, just a little kind of a, a 101 course on what you do. Um, and touch, get a little deeper into what we've discussed today as well. So I'll have sure. you back for sure in the future. Sounds good. I'd love to be on the show again. Thanks for having awesome. me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. You have a great day. You too. Hey guys, Dean with the Two Party Podcast. I just wanted to share uh, one of the platforms we use uh, for our podcast. Uh, it's called Anchor. Uh, it is a free platform. They have creation tools that allow you to record, edit uh, your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Um, Anchor will distribute your podcast on all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, uh, most, most all the platforms that you want to reach, you can, you can reach through Anchor. So I encourage you guys to go check it out. Um, again, it's free and it's called Anchor. Have a great day.